Welcome to Uncharted Careers. I'm Courtney Hartman, and I talk with guests each week about their career paths to give listeners an insider look into different industries, how folks have made decisions in their careers, and we'll explore what each guest has learned along the way. I'm on a mission to share knowledge that is only learned in the field outside of a classroom. Join me to find inspiration for your own career. So today I'm lucky enough to be talking to Bob Schweitzer. He was a manager of mine at the first company that I worked at out of college, Serve. We were a technology company doing ticketing for recurring events like walking tours, Segway tours, boat trips, those things. And he was the first person who promoted me into a management position and really changed the entire course of my career. He's really become a mentor to me and has really had the biggest impact on my professional development and even my professional confidence. So I owe a lot to you, Bob, and I'm really happy to be talking to you today about your own career experience. So first off, thank you for your guidance over the years. And secondly, thank you for letting me talk about you for once. Well, I really appreciate those kind words. I mean, everything you've achieved in your career, you made happen for yourself. So you have only yourself to thank and, you know, you make your own luck and you made yours. Um, You know, you you were a, a great addition to the team and you know, working with you was a, a treat for me. Well, a lot of that luck, I think, brought me under your guidance and your management. Thank you for saying that. So let's start off by talking more about what you've been doing lately. So I work for a company that uh, puts vehicles on film and television production. So if you watch a show like Law & Order or all of the Law & Orders or a show like FBI or streaming shows like Secession or or Billions or Severance, um, they don't own any vehicles, right? So when they have a a scene where someone's driving or someone gets arrested and there's a police car or an ambulance or a bus, uh, they rent those cars from the company I run. And uh, that's what I do. I run this company. Um, And, you know, it's, it's a demanding business because while we're not in specifically the film and television production we work those are those are our only clients so uh, a very demanding business uh, very much that there's a lot of people depending on you there's a lot of pressure because um, they have limited time and limited budget Um, i mean it's it's not that the money is an issue it's just that everything is focused on getting this thing on film uh, exactly when you have to just like this podcast, you know, you scheduled it, you've got Alan involved, you've got me involved, you're involved, and everybody scheduled it. And you need all these people to be at the right place at the right time. And you need the technology to work. Uh, same thing is true with, uh, you know, all TV and film production, uh, from my experience, is that, you know, they've got hundreds of people standing around. Uh, and then you can't film the police scene uh, where someone gets thrown in the back of a police car unless the police car is there. So uh, it's a, a fair amount of pressure to get everything right. Yeah, it's such a unique industry. How, what brought you to Pictured Car? Well, I was recruited to come in. Um, okay. I was last working with you at Zerve, and uh, after that experience, um, I was looking around for the next opportunity, and a recruiter found me. Uh, actually looking at something else and the recruiter said this other thing's not right for you but I'm working on this other project would you be interested and I said sure sounds interesting Uh, let's talk about it 
Mm-hmm. And what is your title there? I am president of this company. Okay. What do you spend your days doing? Well, first thing I do, um, I do financial checks, you know, day-to-day financial checks. Um, I handle all the cash in and cash out of the company. So usually first thing in the morning, um, I'll check the bank. I'll check our records, uh, make sure everything's squared away. I'll see who cashed their checks yesterday. Um, you know, just make sure all of the money is where it should be. So, uh, you get very familiar with the ebb and flow of the money and, and, um, and, and where it should be, um, just by a quick look. Um, next, I usually spend the next part of my day responding to problems. Um, a big part of my day is figuring out what's going to be next. Um, but then also what happened, what's, what's, what are the problems now? Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, that's the bulk of my day. Um, talking to customers, um, talking to our account management team. Um, they'll say our account management team will reach out to our customers and our customers will say, well, we're filming a scene on 88th and Madison and we need three cop cars. We need a bus. Yeah. We need an ambulance. And then they'll say, you know, I want to, they'll, my account management team will say to me, I'd like to offer X, Y, and Z to the show. What do you think? We talk about how they're going to use the vehicle. What's going to happen? Are they going to, do they want to crash it? Do they want a second one? Um, so we work through all these details and then they go back and they offer. Um, and a, a lot of my day also is spent um, just double checking things, making sure things are right. Um, mm-hmm. Because like we were talking about before, if the right vehicle is not at the right place at the right time, then everything else falls apart. Yeah. So uh, a lot of my day is just, just making sure I'm up to speed on what everyone else is doing uh, so that we do everything correctly. Um, and then the latter... The, the last part of my day is just planning for tomorrow. What what do I want different teams to be doing tomorrow? Making sure that they're all focused on the right things uh, tomorrow so that the next day is set up properly. Yeah. What does the schedule look like for somebody who's running a company? Because I know there are shoots over the weekends, right? Do you have a structure in your schedule or is it really just depending on the demand and the accounts that you're servicing? So whenever one of our clients is shooting, we'll have people on, Mm -hmm. you know, so as far as the team goes, you know, by and large, everything we do is during the work week, but our work week can start at, you know, 4 a.m. every day and can end at at 3 o'clock in the morning because if they're having a night shoot, they're shooting at night. So we have to have people ready I can't leave cars at Madison and 88th street, right? I have to have people there to pick everything up when they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so various teams are working nearly around the clock. Um, mm-hmm. And then sure, it slows down on the weekends. Some weekends we have nothing and some weekends we have a full slate of activity. Uh, and as far as how that affects me, you know, if there's ever a problem, it's my problem. And, you know, thinking about one of the downsides of this business is, is or, or my role is that if there's ever a problem, it's going to come to me. 
Um, yeah. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, whether it's I'm on vacation or whether it's a Sunday morning um, and something happens Saturday night, you know, it's, I have to be responsive at all times to anything that happens to the company. Yeah. What's your favorite part about what you're doing today or the industry? I would say, you know, what I like, what, what my favorite part is, is that, you know, when you get a th thank you from um, <laughs> a client who's calling me now. Um, <laughs> I'm sure calling to thank you. Yeah, no, no, she's not calling <laughs> to thank me. She's got a problem. But I think she can wait a, a smidge. Um, you know, look, I like everybody. Um, it's, it's great when people just say thank you. Like, we had a great shoot. Uh, thanks a lot for all your hard work. Because it's not just we're, we're, it's not like enterprise. We're not just renting a car. We're prepping it in a certain way, whether we're putting in a special fuel cell or we're changing the glass or we're doing that. We're, we're working hard to check their vehicles to make sure they're right. Um, and then it's great. Look, a lot of times no news is good news and that's mm -hmm. fine. But uh, at the end of a shoot or at the end of the season, when they say, hey, we had a great season this season, thanks. We'll see you next season. Great job. That is super nice. Yeah. So you feel the most fulfilled when you are really feeling the impact of the work and your involvement, it sounds like. Yeah. And, you know, look, I can I can see my cars on TV. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. So that's, that's fun. But um, honestly, it's, you know, there are a couple of good times where I, I can, if things have gone well, I'll know it. And that's, you know, at Christmas time, all the shows, they all shut down uh, just before Christmas until after New Year's. And, and, and people are able to take a break. And before they leave for their vacations, they say we had a great first half or we had a great season. Um, thanks a lot. And then mm -hmm. other shows like network shows will wrap up in, in March or April. And, uh, and they'll say, thanks, great season, see you again next season. So those are, those are two great points where, you know, you take stock and say, I think this company did well. We did a good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going back in time a little bit, what did you want to do when you were growing up? Did you have plans, big plans to work in this industry then? <laughs> no, I didn't even know this thing exist, existed. But you know, when I was growing up, I, I was yeah, a cowboy. I wanted to be a wrangler um, out west, or I wanted to be a forest ranger, um, or I wanted to be a teacher. I wasn't one of those kids who had this passion for one specific thing. It's not like I grew up and was like, I need to be an astronaut. I'm going to dedicate my whole life. I don't know. I was just a kid figuring out what what worked best. So I didn't really grow up with that feeling of this is, oh my God, I, I want to do this. You know, it, it would have been interesting if I had that. My life would have been different, obviously, but I was just figuring things out. Yeah, I can relate to that. So was it really the, your life experiences and what kind of came up and the different opportunities that sort of came to you that changed the course of your career? Yeah, I would definitely say that. I mean, like I said to you before, you know, you make your own luck. So yeah, different, as you said, 
different life experiences kind of help you chart your course, but you put yourself in those positions, right? Um, I decided to go to law school after college because I thought I could do a lot of different things with a law degree. I didn't know, you know, at some point, at, at some points during that time, I thought, okay, well, I definitely want to practice law, but I didn't end up practicing very long. You know, I tried it and, and I got another opportunity. So my, uh, I, someone I know needed a lawyer, so they knew me and they knew I wasn't happy doing the law work that I was doing. So I said, okay, I'm going to, let me, let me take this job, how this friend um, needed a lawyer. Uh, so that experience changed my career in a large way, but I wouldn't have been there had I not gone to law school, had I not done the work that I did beforehand. So, you know, it's really a combination of knowing a little bit, okay, I think this is going to be good for me. Let me try out. Let me, let me do this type of work. And then a lot of luck or a lot of life experiences. This happened. So, okay, let me take that path. Let me, let me seize this opportunity. Yeah. Which makes sense why you have been so successful being president of this company. And it makes me think about our time together at Zerve and how many different hats you wore and how many different departments you were in charge of. I mean, when I joined the company as a customer service representative, you were finance, you were HR, legal, and then it turned into head of account management, head of revenue. What brought you to Zerve originally? You know, it was another thing where I was at this prior company and that company was had lost steam and, you know, you see the writing on the walls. Um, and I was looking for a job. Um, no recruiter brought me in, but I remember the, the posting that, that was out there for the position that I applied for. Um, and I, what was I, even I, the position? It was VP of Finance and Admin. It's okay. Um, so that's what I, uh, that's what I applied for. I, I had a couple meetings with him beforehand. And then at the last meeting, I think when he, he thought, okay, I, I think this, this guy, meaning me would be the one. I remember he showed me the offices. <laughs> I was like, really taken aback. I was like, oh man, I don't know. I said this, I didn't say this out loud, of course, but meaning they, they really weren't that great. It was kind of depressing. Um, I don't think we even had a water cooler back then. For sure we didn't. Um, and, and I was like, okay, wow. The, you know, when you, when you see the, the space, um, it was tight. It was tough. Um, but that's what I interviewed for. And, you know, at the time, I really, I knew that job. I knew, I knew how to do those things that he needed. It, it wasn't a stretch for me. So I, I don't remember how the interview went, but knowing all my work experience up to that point, I, I knew I could do the job easily. I knew, you know, what he wanted to do. Um, you know, there were some things where when I got in there, there were there were challenges that I hadn't uh, hadn't fully worked through before. Uh, but that's that's a good part of any job is is getting new experiences. But when I started, it was just the VP of finance and admin and just making sure, you know, the first thing I said to him when we started out, he was describing all the things that he did and that I was going to take over for him. I was like, you do all this, man. We got to get you out from behind the desk. You need to go see customers. And I said that 
either in the interview process or just at the very beginning. And as it turns out, that was still my philosophy when I started working with you in account management, where I thought the one thing we were really not doing was going out and seeing customers. We really need to be in front of your customer. Uh, and I thought that was a, a problem that, that sort of really wasn't doing at the time. Mm -hmm. And did you have account management experience before where you were working directly with customers and, you know, meeting up with them in person and understanding their operations and being sort of business counsel to them? Or was that new at Serve? A very small amount. And I really felt like that was something that I was short on, on my resume. Um, I really did have a conscious feeling like I don't have sales experience. I feel like people with sales experience can more easily climb throughout their career. And I really did consciously say to myself, this is a problem and you know, you should be working on how you're going to change this. I didn't know exactly how it was going to come about. Uh, but I knew that I was really short on that kind of experience. Um, and it was important for me to try and experience that and get that. Uh, I didn't have it. I really didn't know how, how I would do at it. Uh, but I felt it was important to try and get. Mm -hmm. How did you learn in that role? Because as somebody who was joining your team, I felt like I was learning from an expert. You could have fooled me. I didn't know that you didn't have that experience. So how did you become so in tune with what was needed um, not having that experience prior? I think it's just hard work. You know, yeah. as an attorney, you, you listen to your client, you understand the facts of the case and you figure out what the law is. And then you go make that, you go work for your client's objective. It was the same thing with this. Mm -hmm. We have a customer. We understand how the customer's revenue has been. We understand, we, we look at the customer's operation. You get to know as much as you can about that customer. And then you figure out what are the problems? You know, where do we, where do we want to succeed with a customer? Um, I mean, at Serve, our, our revenue was aligned with our customer's growth. So um, mm -hmm. as we could help them succeed, they would, you know, we would succeed and, and they would as well. So um, you really just dive deep into their numbers, as, as much information as you can get. And whether it's just starting looking at their website, what do they do? You know, how many tickets do they offer for this and that and the other thing? Um, just really preparing yourself uh, and then listening to your customer, um, like listening to your client. Uh, you get in front of your customer and you never want to sound like you know everything because your customer knows his, his or her business far better than you do. But you listen to that customer and you're applying the learnings that you've just had. You, you've studied up on this customer and you can, you can suggest this direction or this direction. Um, because you, you're informed about it. Um, so it's, you know, it's just hard work, Courtney, you know, it's, um, there's no secret. It's just person to person relations. Just be ready and open and, and, uh, be ready with the hard work. Yeah. And that listening piece is so important. It sounds like even because you didn't have that prior experience, you weren't coming in and saying, here's how I've seen things done before. That's what we're, we're going to do here. You really created a team and created the solution based on the feedback that you were hearing from clients and 
based on the revenue retention that you were seeing specifically at Zerve. So you were able to create a really tailored, custom tailored approach to account management, what we called account maximization at Zerve that was so unique and really a solution to this unique problem at Zerve because you didn't have that prior experience doing this at another company. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it wasn't like uh, I had this framework of what yeah. what I should be doing. Um, mm -hmm. I just took a look at things and I said, the biggest thing for me was, I mean, we weren't visiting our customers. You know, there was one customer who we would visit occasionally. Um, but really, you know, as a, as a company, we weren't on a methodical, you know, um, on a methodical path to really programmatically visit our revenue. Um, it was a people-based business, right? We're selling tickets. Um, we were we were joined with our customers. So as they did well, we did well. It made sense for us to be there working with our clients, for them to really know us. Uh, so that was the most important thing for me, was just a commonsensical thing like, yeah, let's go talk to these people and do it face to face. You know, um, you can, it's well worth the trip uh, because there's things that you'll never figure out over the phone or on Zoom it, unless you're taking the, the activity, unless you're at your customer's location. Um, that's super important. Nothing can, can replace that in my mind. Yeah, especially when you are working with small to medium-sized businesses and you're working with entrepreneurs who have started their own businesses, you need to develop that relationship and you can do that as well over the phone as you can in person. And it goes such a long way with them and I think creates so much goodwill that, you know, we talk about building up capital so that you can spend some of it in the future if you know, there's an issue and you need to leverage your relationship that you have with them. And God knows in my career, I've had to build up a lot of capital with accounts because something is going to come up, especially in technology that is out of your hands. And you can do that so much more effectively in person. Oh, I agree. And look, I think it's in any business. Um, the political capital that you build up, I do it here too, right? Mm -hmm. I work with vehicles, right? So things break, cars break. There's, even if I have yeah. all the time in the world to spend and, and check a car, I know I've done everything I can. It can still, it's out of my hands. Something can happen. And so I know that I have to be prepared. A bad day is for me. When people call me and say, this thing's not working right. What are you doing about it? What are you going to help? I, you know, it's fine to get those calls, of course, but it's going to be easier if, if I've already built up capital with them to let them know, yeah. okay, I, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is what I did do just so you know, and I'm going to help you out every way I can. So I am a big believer in building up a big bank of political capital. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious because you have done so much in your career and have had so many successes. How do you think about success overall in your career? Do you set specific goals or milestones that you're looking to hit or, you know, at the end of a week, what contributes to feelings of success in your job or your career? 
Well, look, that's a big question. Um, you know, I felt like when I got this job, I really felt like I wanted, I felt like it was a step up in my career. And I really wanted, I, I felt I was ready mm -hmm. and I wanted to take that step up. I got it, you know, so I, I felt successful in that way. Um, but of course that wears off, you know, years down the road. Um, at the end of the week, how do I feel successful if, you know, I have a feeling about what our sales were in a given week, mm -hmm. what our costs are, how did we do this week? Did we, you know, was it full of problems or, you know what, we had a pretty good week. Everything was okay. Um, we're set up, we're, we're, we're set up for next week. We did well this week. Um, but, you know, longer term, I, I don't know. I, I've never really spent a ton of time planning far in advance. It hasn't worked for me. I thought, you know, when I think back to the plans I made in law school about how things would go, uh, it's ridiculous. You know, it's uh, no, none of those plans came true. And all of those things I did early on in my career, they were all mistakes. Um, but measuring success uh, is so tough. Um, you measure it in money or you measure it in thank yous. Um, you measure it in the feeling you get from helping run a company with all these people who have families and they're all dependent on this company doing well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's a good feeling uh, when people just are appreciative of the work. Uh, it's great to be paid well, uh, but, you know, you, it's, it's a lot of hard work when people are calling you at two o'clock in the morning, occasionally when they do, and things are not going well, you need to have that feeling like, yeah, this is all worth it. Um, and yeah. that comes from, from people saying, yeah, I, you know, I like you here, meaning someone else who a, a team member, account manager, mechanic, anybody, I like working here. Um. That yeah. to me is a success. Yeah. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that you still want to do or anything that you haven't accomplished yet that you're looking to in the future? Great question. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like there's another deal left um, I could do here. Um, and that would be, you know, on the on the larger side. Um, mm -hmm. At this stage of my career, I really feel like I've, like I said before, like the, the plans I thought long ago, they, they never happened. So for me to try and say, I really want to do X, I know is kind of a fool's errand. Um, yeah. But I do feel like, you know, there's another deal I'd like to get done that um, would be challenging. The question for me is, what types of challenges are you seeing that you you haven't experienced? Um, it's not like I'm going to go out and become a doctor, right? I'm, I am who I am. Uh, but there's there's a couple more challenges I could see here, um, and I would. I don't know if they'd come true. You know, from time to time, I think about how I would push those forward. Um, but it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to, in the background, kind of push things forward in a, in a quiet way. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, there's a couple things. Um, but, you know, I'm, 
I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I, I feel yeah. like I worked hard to get here. I feel like um, I'm I'm good at this job in my own humble way. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I am. And uh, and that that makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. And you're consistently facing new challenges, which I'm sure helps you to feel like you are consistently developing and growing and changing and trying new things. I know not every day is the same. And so you can continue to grow being president of this company and, you know, in the same position for a longer term. Yeah. You know, we're doing a project now in Boston, uh, a good size movie. Um, and so it was a big project. So you, you know, you gear up for these things, um, and you work hard for a couple months. Um, they're, these things don't go on forever. Um, but it changes your perspective. And when you get through them after a couple of months, you think, okay, well, you know, that was great. It was a good experience. Um, it was kind of different from the norm. Um, and so every so often there's things like that. Um, and, and I can see other things like that popping up in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something that you wish you knew earlier in your career that you've learned along the way? Oh, man. Courtney, we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> Aside Here's- from uh, make plans or men make plans and God laughs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I would have done on the one hand, I guess you say, I feel pretty happy and pretty lucky with with what I've done, right? So I feel proud of that, of the work that I've put in. On the other hand, boy, I, I would I know I would have taken a few different steps at critical times mm-hmm. and I probably would have had a huge a hugely different experience. Um, so yeah, there's definitely things I would have done. I like I, I would have taken I should have taken an unpaid like internship at a certain at a uh, clerkship or hmm. at, at different places. Um, but I was so worried about starting to make some money and not even that I was going to go hungry or something, but that I was just fixated on, okay, let me start my career. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that, boy, let me tell you something, how you really start your career well is with great experience Don't worry about the buck 50 you're going to get, um, doing such and such a job. Uh, what matters most is those first experiences that you have, where you get your first uh, on-the-job education, where you first cut your teeth. Those are important places. Mm-hmm. And to take the time, um, you know, I should have done a lot of things differently as I look back. Uh, and I should have, I wish I had more of an inclination or had the knowledge I have now because I would have, taken a different position here or a different position there in order to get that experience. Um, to get that expertise, you need to have the training. And I didn't really go anywhere to start my career where they were able to train me. Uh, so I think those were mistakes. Um, and I would change that if I look back. Yeah. So the value in just gaining the experience and focusing less on the financial outcome at that point absolutely yeah i mean a hundred percent in my you know as as i was on my track should i have worked um should i have done anything i could have done to work at a da's office or public defender's office 
Absolutely. Because that's where you get real experience as a lawyer. I did it differently. I, I tried to, I got real experience as a lawyer, but I, you know, I kind of, I backed into it. Um, I would have, I should have focused uh, more on those types of experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, one last question. What sort of advice do you have for someone trying to figure out what they want to do in their careers long-term? Well, you know, um, don't worry <laughs> about whatever choice you make now. Um, there's going to be a million things down the road. Um, so don't feel like it's important to make, to really think about your decisions, right? And to really think, okay, do I like this or am I going to like this? Do I really think I'll like doing this? Um, but don't worry that this is the last thing you're going to do in your life. It's not, you know, um, try and figure out if you're going to like it. Um, if you're going to be good at it, do you want to pursue this? But don't put pressure on yourself to say, this is the only direction I'm, I can ever take now if I go down this road. No, it's not, you know. Um, but I do believe in um, specialization. I do believe in becoming an expert as, as much as you can be um, at what interests you. And I think that that will help you gain success in however you define it. Um, you know, whether it's being a, a forest ranger or something or being in business, uh, really getting good experience and focusing on what you like. Um, if you're zigzagging all over the place, personally, I don't feel like it's going to lend great success, but, you know, everybody's different. For me, I've had to get that, I've had to work in the same uh, types of areas. Mm-hmm. and gaining expertise, running businesses for a long time to get where I'm at. I just didn't walk into this company at a law school. I walked here because I did X before and I did Y and I did Z. Um, so mm-hmm. I had that experience. Yeah. So finding something that you have some passion in and getting as much experience as you possibly can and seeing where things go from there. Yeah. I mean, look, we're you're not going to be able to make your, your life plan and etch it in stone. Right. But, um, it's great to make plans and then to realize, okay, there's now I need to pivot. Uh, but Mm -hmm. making the plans, sticking to it, you know, I think, I think people sometimes bounce around too much and they're here, Mm -hmm. they're there. Um, of course there's going to be some of that. Uh, but, Gaining experience and getting, gaining solid track record, I don't know. It doesn't get old to me. You know, as I look at people yeah. who I bring onto my team, you know, what have they been doing? Where are they, where are, they, where, where are their experiences? Um, yeah, I definitely understand that. Well, thank you so much, Bob. It was so fun talking to you today. I really appreciate the conversation. Likewise, Courtney. Thank you. It's been great. Go to unchartedcareers.com if you're interested in one-on-one career coaching or are looking to learn more about uncharted careers and my coaching approach. Thanks for listening.